Hey, welcome everybody to Talking Donkey International in our new television series, Country Wisdom. Let's set the tone for this new series of ours. It's found in Proverbs 4. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and then all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. Marriage requires falling in love many times. But always with the same person. Very true. If you'd like some hints about how to accomplish that, follow us. So Janice, here we are doing a program on marriage, and I'm guessing that maybe some of our viewers at least want to know why, why, what's the qualifications? What would you say to them here? Well, we're both married, not to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been married, oh boy, this is going to give away my age. Bear in mind, I was a child bride, yeah, but okay. I've been married 43 years. And for me, it's not just that, okay, you have 43 years behind you. It's the fact that Steve and I still like each other after being married 43 years. That is an achievement. And that's really huge, especially in today's world where it seems like everybody changes marriages like they change a pair of shoes. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't, my wife and I, uh, Janine, we've been married uh, 50 years now. 50 years and people, wow, you know, how did you do that? Well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> because Janine is such a good woman. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm terrible. She's really good. And But there's a lot of keys to that, you know, marriage is work. I, I assume you found that too? Yes, but it's not like grit your teeth, you got to work this. Um, I found that the kind of work that goes into it, not that there aren't frustrations and times where the thought goes through your head that, why am I doing this or is this really worth it? But from my vantage point, you know, low these many years later, it's been so worth it. I mean, we work to keep up friendships. If I have gone months and months and have not picked up the phone to check on my friend Pauline or Judy or whoever, after a while you realize you've gotten a little out of touch and you go, I need to make a date. We need to get together for lunch. We need to keep up with each other's lives. And in marriage, it's that kind of work, making it the priority where spending that time talking to each other is worth the effort. Uh, the rewards are so great, it doesn't really feel like, well, like I said, grit your teeth and let's, let's work at marriage. Uh, but you do have to put in some time and effort just as you do for a successful business, for a successful friendship. Everything takes work. Janine and I, you know, we were had a very, what would I say, a few strikes against us. Uh, as soon as we got married, we weren't Christians, which, if we hadn't become Christians, I think we'd both agree, if Janine was here, that we wouldn't be married. You know, there was, there was just too many humps, too many dips and everything, but we had committed when we got married, even though we weren't Christians, that we were going to stick it out. We didn't realize necessarily all the, the bumps and dips and, and valleys and, and mountaintops in between, but God came into our lives and that changed all of that. So I, in my mind, I'd preface it with, I don't see how you get through marriage without God. 
I don't see how you get through a day without God. But you're right. If you don't have God at the center, I mean, that is your focus. That's more important than anything else. And in my case, I married a man who was already a mature Christian. I grew a little more. Uh, my experience, even though I was born into a family whose names were on the books, you know, technically they belonged to a church, but they never attended. I never remember them coming to church. My grandmother took me. But Steve had a relationship with Christ that I needed to emulate and chose to emulate and learn from him because I recognized he had something that was deeper than what I had. When Christ is the focus and that is what's number one in your marriage, automatically, I'm not number one anymore. And that's a good thing. And in Steve's, in his uh, perspective, he's not number one. Christ is. So we both have the same number one. It starts out right in the Garden of Eden, basically. God says, a man shall leave mother and father, and the woman comes, and they join together and become one flesh. That doesn't mean... And we're mean... better together. Yeah. I am a much stronger person, a stronger Christian, a better person, because I have Steve in my life. And I think he would agree the same, that he's stronger. Uh, we each bring something different to that relationship, and we recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we bolster the one where they're weak and are proud of the one where they're strong. Right at the creation story, God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness, created them he male and female. It took a man and a woman to represent the totality of God in my mind. I mean, it's very plain Because neither one of us is as all. good separately as we are together. Exactly, exactly. Now, for Janine and I, like I told you, we, we had some troubles. She was an only child. I was an only child. Uh-oh. Now, I don't know if how many people can understand <laughs> what that really means when you come into a marriage and you've had all, everything as yours. It's mine, mine, mine. <laughs> And all of this, and we came into the marriage with that. And all of a sudden, and I actually had had a, a good family upbringing. My mom and dad, I never saw them fight. I still can't imagine how that actually occurred. <laughs> never saw them fight. Janine, on the other hand, it was fighting all the time. And we came into this marriage bringing all of this baggage, all of this stuff in. Boy, it was, it was hard. And about the, well, I don't know, year five, this was getting tough. And it was really bad. By this time, we'd become Christians, and we said, we've got to make this work. There isn't any option. We, we came together for better or for worse, and there gets to be some worse. And uh, that's, folks have to realize that. There is worse. You can't just bail out. And we decided we found a Christian counselor. One of the first things she told me is, you got to listen to your wife a little bit. <laughs> and that was a real big revelation. And, uh, but it worked. It was, there were some tremendous things that happened. And we also, we went to a seminar one time about communication, just what you said earlier. Communication is so big. Starts again back in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They chose to not communicate with God any longer. And it drove a wedge also between them. And it happened very quickly. Yeah, immediately. God it's all your fault. You created the woman. <laughs> and asked the woman, God, it's all your fault. You created the serpent. 
And everybody goes away and doesn't talk. And that's been the pattern, and the devil loves that. If he can bring that in the household, he's got the marriage, right? Oh, he does. You know, my upbringing was a little more like Janine's. I did not have a good example of a strong marriage. I had parents who, I realized in retrospect, had the same argument for 30 years. Uh, and it would get a little ugly sometimes. They'd go in between, everything would seem fine, but it was very, very superficial. And then the tension would start to build because they never really resolved any of their issues. It was just have a flare up and scream and yell and throw things and get that little bit out of your system and then never talk about it again. Steve was so good for me because I didn't know how to communicate. He knew something was wrong when he realized I'd stopped talking. And he would go, what's wrong? Nothing. You know, I don't know if you've ever gotten that from Janine, but Steve used to get that a lot. And he knew that there was a lot wrong, that when I said nothing, it meant exactly the There's opposite. There's a whole bunch of stuff wrong. Oh, yeah. yes. But he would have to literally kind of badger me and nag me to get me to finally tell him what was wrong. I was so afraid of having a fight that I was just avoiding conflict. And that's still my go-to position, but I realize you have to be a big girl. And it is so much better to mention something that's bothering you or worrying you See, before think, it gets to the blow-up phase. I think Janine kind of took it to heart about when the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Well, we get to nighttime, and when I go to bed, I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> And we get into bed and I'm just about to sleep and she wants to talk about the fight or whatever we had, you know, earlier in the day. And you're going, and can't we talk about it tomorrow? I'm ready to go to sleep, yeah. But over, over the years, you know, I begin to realize, okay, whatever happened during the day, we've got to settle before we get to bed. You know, there isn't any problem in life that's too big that some communication can't handle. Because so, it doesn't actually go away just because you're not talking about it. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe it's a woman thing. But a woman has a notebook of everything the guy has done wrong forever <laughs> and can bring it up at the moment's notice of yes. any past history. Yes. Is that right? We have very good memories. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm a guy, good at keeping lists. A guy doesn't understand, you know, matter of fact, what there's a, uh, um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yes. Um, and it's true. Why? Because God created us different to meld us together to represent that perfect oneness in God. Doesn't mean that... I've got to think just like you, and you've got to think just like me, but we each in our sphere bring a, a beautiful wholeness to a marriage. Have you found that? Oh, yes. Uh, we get into big trouble when I keep trying to, well, not lead, but when I keep trying to win, because often that's what it's coming down to. I have to take a hard look at myself and realize, okay, what has you upset right now, Janice? isn't the issue that you're telling Steve it is. What is really at the heart of that is that I'm trying to win. Uh, my pride doesn't like to admit that he's probably more right than I am right this moment. I will keep going, but what about this? But what about this? And you have to go, sometimes, 
you have to just let it go and say, what's the worst that's going to happen if I let him win this time? You know, Steve is a fisherman. He might be a surgeon for profession, but at heart, he is a fisherman. He's all fishermen, yeah. Yes. I have had more friends saying, Janice, how can you stand it that he goes fishing so often? I would never let my husband go that much. And I say, what would I win if I nagged him? You're going fishing again. You know, I had a list of things I needed to do today or needed you to do today. And, you know, you're going fishing. You went last weekend. You did this. If he stayed home and went, fine, where's your list? Would we have a fun time that weekend? I might get a few things done. You know, he might take care of a few things I had on my list. But what would I have won? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, big fat zero. Right. Yeah. That is something I let go because I realized he might be gone more than I would choose to have him gone. But he's in a, such a, a much better mood when he gets home. That's his relaxation. That's when he can be away from any calls from the hospital. He truly can have a good time. And when he comes home, he's a happy husband. You know what I found is, to me, that I look at many marriages and I tell people, you know, the problem is you bailed out too soon, you know? Yeah. We've, we've had 50 years of marriage and I kind of joke about in the last 15 or 20 have been fabulous, you know? <laughs> it, took, it took all that time to begin learning the things, you know? I mean, two people out of totally different lives, melding into one, becoming that one in the Lord takes time. It, it's like you don't run out in the garden and you grab up a, you know, something out of the garden when it's halfway grown and say, oh, wow, it hadn't grown up yet. I'm, I'm not going to grow any more onions or whatever right. it is. You know, you've got to give it time. And what's exciting is on this end now, it is so much fun. I mean, you, when you really start becoming one in Christ, it's fun. But you've got to get through the other stuff too. And I think what we're both talking about is right back to that beginning, communication. You've got to keep the communication open. And one of the things that's helped Janine and has helped me is a hot tub. <laughs> oh, I would love to have a hot tub. I have not talked Steve into having one yet. But yes, I think a hot tub would solve a lot of my problems. Yeah, I'd like to tell everybody, get a hot <laughs> tub, because all of a sudden in nighttime, we get in the hot tub, there's only a few feet apart, <laughs> you know, and we start talking, we start relaxing under the stars or whatever, and you begin talking about things of the day, and it's just a wonderful time of communication. I find the same thing, maybe not quite as comfortable, in the car. Because sometimes it's easier to broach a topic when you're not face-to-face. -face. Steve is usually driving. Uh, and if he's driving, he's looking ahead. I can bring things up without this intense, uh, somehow that seems a little more confrontational. Well, see, we're, we're in the dark at nighttime in the hot tub, so. Same thing. Yeah, same you know, thing. It feels a little safer. That environment is safer. But you're right, it also puts you, you're more relaxed. Uh, there is a time to bring up an issue, and there are times not to bring up an issue. Uh, you have to time things correctly, and that comes from knowing your spouse. Yeah. I can tell, is this a good time to talk to Steve, or should I maybe wait? You know, a few minutes can make a huge difference. Absolutely. Uh, let him eat, let him get a few minutes out in his garden first. Uh, Sometimes you don't need to just be on him the moment he walks through the door. That's something I learned 
when he was going through his training, going through his surgery residency program, I realized there were times where I was already tense and angry at him before he'd even gotten home, just because I was doing everything myself. And once we had uh, our first child while he was still in residency program, it was like being a single mom. You have all that extra burden in that your husband wasn't around when you needed him or wanted him. And so he would open that door and I was already giving him a litany of everything that had gone wrong that day and basically blaming him for not being there like a decent husband would have yeah. been. Learning that lesson, having that, uh, that insight helped a lot. I could go, okay, he is home now. Let's let him enjoy being home for a little bit before I bring up. Caring for your spouse, for their happiness. Right, thinking about the other person and making that a higher priority than my emotions at the moment. That's what when I read and it says, husbands, love your wives. Okay, that's good. How? As Christ loved the church. Whoa, Christ died for the church. Do I have that much commitment to my spouse? Do I love my spouse that much? I mean, that's the goal. And so just what you're saying is, we need to create a situation of whatever I can do to make my wife happier. And if I'm doing that and she's doing that, wow, man, it's just this spiral upward, you know, to change our hearts and lives. We live in a society though, where more and more it's me, me, me. Uh, People talk about self-care and you have to make yourself number one. But in scripture, you make the other number one and you make God number one. And like I said, at best you have the second position, but that's better than putting yourself in the first position. In a marriage, it's God, then us, your spouse, us, and then me. Because left to my own devices without God, it's hard enough to fight it with God, I hate to admit, but without God, I would be so selfish and self-centered. Yeah. Uh, it is only, only God in my life that has made me a wife that Steve likes to be with, has made me a mother that my kids enjoy being around, has made me a friend that friends like to be with, because otherwise I see that in me. It's still there to an extent it shouldn't be. You know, it's that constant struggle, that daily struggle. Don't let me step in and be my own God. Yeah, the Lord says, die to self. How often do we do that? He says, daily. But we live in a world that's constantly telling us to cater yeah. to self. Yeah, yeah and that's a, that's a continual struggle. But it is interesting, when you were talking there, I was thinking about, yeah, when, when Janine and I have studied the Bible together, we've talked about biblical things, we've prayed together, it's so much harder to get up from there and go argue. <laughs> yeah. You know, it really is. It, <laughs> it whole is. different thing. Now, speaking of, speaking of arguing, one of the things in my mind that causes huge troubles in marriage is money. Ever had that trouble in your marriage? Oh, that's baggage I took into my marriage because my parents argued about money. That was a huge, when dad would sit down to do the monthly bills, you wanted to be somewhere other than home and, you know, or upstairs in your room or something because you did not want to be around. He would be, you know, 
Pat, what was this check for? Why did it cost that much? Just making my mother account for every penny. And I grew up knowing money's scary. You know, I hate to admit it, boy. I have never balanced my own checkbook. <laughs> I know people nowadays don't even use a you checkbook. You just did now on worldwide television. I, I know. I, that's how bad I am with money. It's more, Steve, we need a new couch. Can we do that now? Should I wait? You know? But sometimes when he is doing the bills, because I happily let him, because money to me is terrifying, Occasionally it would be he just couldn't read my writing on the check or something and so he he just had a little question Hey Janice, what was this? My stomach would tighten up I would practically have a panic attack because it's oh, no, I'm in trouble money and Steve has never been like that Now I'm guessing I've got to stop you kind of in the middle of this because you're talking I'm thinking they're gonna be viewers that are saying Boy, she is just under his thumb. You know? Oh, no, no, I happily let him do it. <laughs> Nobody, all the organizations I've ever been a member of, no one has ever suggested that Janice be treasurer. That's not the way our marriage works. Uh, if it seems like he's in control of the money, it's because I asked him to be. I let him do that, ordered him to do it, and said, <laughs> you are so much better at this. I'm a mess. It's just too emotional for me. Just let me know if I can have the new couch or not. Uh, but no, no, I, I am my own woman. He would, Steve is too, too smart of a man, too wise a man to take me on. <laughs> so you each have your own space. Oh, yeah. Your, you know, the things that you like to do and the directions and you each mm -hmm. are in harmony about all that. Oh, absolutely, and that's why it works, because How long did it take to work? How long have we been married? 43 years. <laughs> it took all that time. <laughs> no, actually, it's gotten better, as you said. You, you smooth down those rough edges. Uh, things go so much more smoothly now. That's why I think you had a good point when you said people give up too soon sometimes. I can look back and see places where I could have totally justified saying, that's it. I'm out the door. But I'm so glad I didn't. It's gotten really good. It has. And another area that uh, seems like maybe people should consider is kind of a state of the union. Uh, each year you get together and you kind of lay things out. Where are we? Where are we going? Let's plan for our future. Uh, sometimes I think uh, people, there's an old saying that says, you know, we spend more time planning our vacation than we do the rest of our lives. Oh, absolutely, and I love that idea. Every successful organization, the board comes together to go, okay, what are our goals in the next year? How did we do this last year? And it pays to take stock before you've really veered off from where you want to be. That's really good. I'm actually going to remember that. You're going to remember that, huh? <laughs> you know, another area that uh, I think about is, and people don't want to touch it too much, is the sexuality of a marriage, though. I think it's really critical that uh, we don't use it as a weapon. That it's a situation where, you know, the husband and wife in a harmonious, Christ-like marriage share and are open about all that. You don't get, well, you know, you were mean to me this morning. I'm going to make you pay tonight. <laughs> now, you probably have never done that in your marriage. Not that I'm ever going to admit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's something, you know, the people fight about that area of their lives too. Uh, any advice for, you know, 
young young men, young women, you know, young married couples. Oh, you know, not too much left, but, uh, <laughs> you know, give us a little bit. I of think that. it just goes down to that same principle of not insisting on your own way, your own needs, me, me, me. When you have put the other one first, uh, when each of you is putting the other first, you're going to be so much happier with each other that a lot of the relationship literally falls into place. I'm thinking of a biblical text maybe right now that fits exactly what you're saying. You know, it's I might Corinthians. be thinking of the same one. Yes. Yeah, First Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Well, we can all use that in a marriage. It doesn't envy or boast, nor is it puffed up with its own importance. That's where I find I get in the biggest troubles when I think my situation is far more important than yours. Exactly. If we were to read that daily and go, okay, as a husband, as a wife, have I been kind? Have I been patient? Am I a little puffed up with my own self-importance or my own need to win right now? If you compared yourself to that, that's the point of scripture. That scripture is our guide because that's what God is like. And our goal is to be more like Christ. More like Christ yeah. And if we were, we'd make the best husbands and wives. It doesn't even stop there. We've got more too. Love is never rude, never rude. Boy, Ouch. you know, I can be so sharp. I can, I can send, you and such, me both. I can send such pointed arrows mm -hmm. and God says, no, 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 no. Never let them out of your quiver, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, nor does it behave disorderly. It is not interested in itself. Well, that that's that basic selfish core that yeah. I know I've got. Yeah, it's it back to that. I need to die to self daily. Can't do that unless I surrender to God every morning and every day. If I put him first, then I'm going to put my spouse first. And everybody else. Yeah. It's not just your spouse. It's how are you treating everyone else? How did you talk? to that waitress today? You know, how did you, how do you react when the UPS man, there was a little ding on a corner that might not have even been his fault? Yeah. The neighbor that, uh, you know, parks across the line. <laughs> What's your reaction Sounds to like the people around you? Sounds like you've had personal experience with some of these things. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Love doesn't enjoy evil, but is always happy with truth. And, there's a real key, sharing the truth in a marriage. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes for all things, and endures all things. What a, what a key for a for Wait, a the goal. Yeah, there it is right there. If we, if we say, God, help me to be this counsel to my spouse. And what I need to do is say, help me to be that, not... God, look, he needs to be this. Change my spouse, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, marriage can be extremely exciting. And it can be your marriage too. God created marriage. It represents him, the joining of a man and a woman, becoming one. If you'd like that kind of happiness for your marriage, if you'd like that kind of joy, and you're kind of wondering about it, well, you can... You can download a free transcript of this program, perhaps share it with someone else, maybe a spouse or another family, another family member. Simply go on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org, download your own free copy. And blessings in your marriage.
Hey, thanks for joining us for Country Wisdom. See you next time. <laughs>